0: for the next four weeks we're going to start a short sermon series in the month of January uh, just simply entitled pray first pray first uh, many times when people encounter hardships or tragedy in their life they pray how, how many of you have ever maybe seen someone they maybe they've they've sent your group text a, a text or or they've posted on social media or they've made a phone call to you and it sounds like something like this hey thoughts and prayers would be appreciated i'm really going through something right Uh, first of all i don't know how to send you thoughts uh we, we don't do thoughts at new life church we don't do vibes we don't send good vibes we pray to god almighty who answers our prayers so when people encounter hardships in life it sometimes drives them to a place of prayer. They, they reach out to anyone possible. Be praying, be praying. Uh, I remember when 9-11 took place, that churches everywhere were full. I remember our, our Sons of God church in Worcester, Ohio, that after 9-11, we opened the church to be a place of prayer. And I remember seeing our church full of people that I have never seen before. People came in droves to churches thinking that that the world was coming to an end. And our services, I remember, were fuller than usual. A time of tragedy was propelling people to a place of prayer and getting their priorities straight. And, And aren't you thankful that we can turn to God in prayer and he hears the cries of our hearts? Aren't you thankful for that? I'm so thankful that in our tragedies we can... Go to God in prayer and, and ask people for prayer. But I don't want to be a last resort kind of prayer. I, I I don't I don't want that to be my style. I am a I've tried everything else, nothing worked, and now I'm gonna pray. <laughs> I I don't want New Life Church to be a last resort, last, last resort style prayer church, if I can get that out. I don't want it to be our last resort. I want to be a pray first kind of church. I want to be a, you know what, we're going to pray about that. I want to be a bring those needs, we will pray kind of church. Uh, My son Joel, just the other night in his basketball game, suffered an ankle injury. You'll see him walking around in a boot. And, um, but he was in the stands, and actually, Neil was with me that, that day, and Neil helped wrap up his ankle, and, and Neil and I, we just said, Joel, let's pray. Before we take you to the doctor, before we know if anything's wrong, let's pray. Let's be a pray first kind of people. What about when a friend or a family member comes to you, and they're, and they're heavy laden with something? I dare you be pray first. So can we pray about that? Uh, even when you're at work and someone says, man, I'm having trouble in my marriage, I, I dare you to be a pray-first kind of friend. Can we pray about that? I, I, I dare you to take up a challenge to, to be a pray-first kind of marriage. I'm having a day. Can we pray about that? Bring prayer, for, prayer first into your home. Bring pray first into your workplace. Bring pray first into your church. Prayer should not be our last resort. Prayer should be our first Response. Prayer is the first responder of everything, and now uh, we should be pray first at everything in life. Now, now that doesn't mean you have to say that to everything. Would you like to come over for de- for lunch today? Let me pray about that. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you know someone that uses, let me pray about that as a way of telling you no? <laughs> <laughs> you wanna come, let me pray about it. You wanna serve, let me pray about it. <laughs> yeah, but in all things, in big life decisions, pray first. How many you know that before someone considers getting married, they should pray first? How many of you know that before you consider maybe where to send your kids off to college, you should pray first? How many know that when you consider big life changes, you should pray first? 1 Timothy 2, this is what it says I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and those in authority, that we may live. Peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness Pray come on somebody pray Pray. I say pray you say first pray pray Okay, I think we're getting it (laughs) Pray first But it also says For all people That means you pray for the president That means you pray for those that you think are your enemy. That means you pray for your neighbor, you pray for your mother-in-law. You pray for all people. You know, 2024 is an election year, and the world is going to try to start dividing people. Pray for all people. <laughs> pray first. There's a lot of things that we could be unhappy about, but we can take to God in prayer. And so you can be unhappy about things and keep a heart of prayer about those things. Pray for all people. Pray for all things. And so in, in this Of serious prayer first today I want to I want to talk about asking prayer you can ask Matthew 7 this is what it says ask these are the words of Jesus and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Verse 8 grammatically carries this meaning of of taking action that keeps on going. So in the Greek, it's a, the grammatical term just left me, imperative first, I don't know. Back it up and keep going. It's an action that keeps on going. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. So, the first thing I want you to do this year is keep asking. Keep asking. It's an action that keeps on going. And asking is prayer. When you are conversing with the God, it's prayer. Part of prayer is this idea of asking. And asking means that we recognize our need and we trust God to hear our prayers. So keep asking, trusting that God will hear your prayers. So we keep asking in prayer. And this does not mean that we need to beg God for an answer. But we do need to keep asking. Rather, it means instead of worrying about a certain issue over and over and over, we take the issue we're worried about and we pray first. We keep praying about that issue. We take that issue to God in prayer and we place it in his hands. Keep asking. Keep praying. So are you worried about something this year? Are you worried about something in your life? Keep asking. Keep praying. Keep placing that issue in God's hands. If you can replace worry with prayer, that issue may continue in your life, but you don't don't have to worry because you can pray. And uh, keep asking, keep praying. Mark 11, this is what it says about prayer. It says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So keep asking, yes. But ask, then believe. Ask, then believe. If you you need healing in your body, ask for healing, but then believe. God, your word says that by your stripes we are healed, that you bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases, and I believe that I will receive. It says, ask whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So the weightiness on belief is not believe when you receive. Jesus says, believe that you have received. So we start believing before receiving. And it will be yours. So ask, believe, receive. I'm gonna go to the Lord in prayer and I'm gonna ask God, would you bring healing to this situation, to this body? And I believe that by your stripes we are healed. And I'm going to live with the faith to believe that I will receive it. It's not ask, receive, believe. It's ask, believe, receive. So now when we keep praying, we keep praying with a belief that it has already been fulfilled. We keep praying for healing. It may not come on your timeline, but we keep believing that it is is in fact already done. Jesus said, it is finished. What else does God have to do to bring healing to a body? What else does God have to do to do the miraculous? Nothing. He has already done it. And so we just want to ask, keep believing and receive. So are you worried about something? Keep asking. Keep believing that the issue is ultimately in God's Hands So when you pray So when you're worried and you pray your prayer causes your faith to believe and You receive confidence and Whether or not that prayer is answered in your timeline you get to leave in confidence that it's in God's hands ask Then believe so make it a practice when you pray that once you have brought your concern to the Lord, you begin to thank Him for prayers fulfilled. God, I thank you that you're healing this situation. I thank you that you are strong enough. I thank you, God, that you are faithful in all things. God, I thank you that you are my provider. I got I, God, I thank you that you know all and you see all. I thank you that you're bringing forgiveness and healing. I thank you that you are removing resentment and jealousy and anger. I thank you that you give us your Holy Spirit that empowers us for this life and living. And guess what, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little bit like I'm receiving something and this faith and confidence of prayer is started with asking and now is believing and now I have confidence that it's in God's hands. Keep asking. Keep praying, keep believing. The second thing is to keep seeking. Keep seeking, this is earnest prayer. This is is prayer that is birthed out of hunger and thirst. This This is pursuing God in prayer. Earnestly I seek thee. Oh man, I remember when I was young, I remember when the Holy Spirit filled me and how hungry I was I remember going to the church at five o'clock in the morning before school to earnestly seek God in prayer. I remember being at church four or five days a week to earnestly seek God in prayer. I remember being in my bedroom and turning the Brownsville Revival on the speaker behind me and laying flat on the face of my floor and earnestly seeking God in prayer. I remember my first Bible and underlining all kinds of things and memorizing scripture every week because I was earnestly seeking God in prayer. I pray for the next 21 days that you will have an earnest prayer, an earnest hunger and thirst, a desire for God in your prayer. There are so many pursuits that we can take in this life. You can pursue education, degrees, degrees, Associate's degrees, bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, doctorate degrees. You can pursue promotions and wealth and career, acceptance from others, material gain, but the most important pursuit of your life is to go after God with all that you have. An earnest kind of prayer, a seeking, a seeking to find. You know, I tell my kids often, Dad, I can't find my sweatpants. Well, you looked. You did not seek. (laughs) Some people might dip their toe into the local church and say, I didn't find it. Well, you looked, but you didn't seek. If you seek, you will find. And so I said, come here, I'll show you. Did you look in the dryer? I did. Okay, let's seek in the dryer Here's your sweatpants. It's right on top. It's easier than I thought. Seeking, you'll find. Seeking has an earnest about it. A driving force behind the pursuit. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first his kingdom, Earnestly seek His kingdom and His righteousness. You see, seeking His kingdom is one of earnest pursuit, but seeking His righteousness is one of obedience. And when those two collide together, all of these things will be given to you. Hebrews eleven six says, "And without faith." It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We all love rewards. People love paychecks. But not everybody loves work. But when you love work and when you love doing hard things, you'll be rewarded, won't you? Everyone wants something for nothing. But the Lord says that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Have you ever looked at someone and said, man, what a man of God that is. What a woman of God that is. Oh, if I could ever just, oh, have what they have. Well, then you have to probably do what they did. Something in them became hungry. They, they said no to stuff. They denied their flesh and said no to sin and yes to God. They exercised their spiritual discipline muscles. Yeah. Earnestly seek him. He rewards those that seek him. Psalm 27 says, My heart says to you, Seek his face, and your face, Lord, I will seek. My prayer for our church in the next 21 days is simply that, that our hearts will earnestly seek the face of God. Lord, we want to seek you earnestly. And I, my hope and prayer is that in the next 21 days that God will meet you where you are, that he will show you some things, that you will feel enlightened, you will feel empowered, the burden will be lifted, you will feel rewarded, but Lord, we, we don't do this for a reward, we do this for the Lord. Number three, keep knocking. Keep knocking. This is actively, patient in prayer. I'm just going to keep coming, Lord. Mm. I'm going to keep coming for more. Jesus encourages perseverance in prayer. Have you prayed about it? Yeah, I prayed about it. Didn't happen. That didn't work. What else is there? I prayed about that too. That didn't work. No, Jesus encourages perseverance in prayer. Keep knocking means that we keep bringing our requests to God even when he does not seem to quickly respond. It doesn't mean he doesn't hear the cry of our heart because he does but it means that we keep bringing those requests to God. This active patience is not a display of a lack of faith but rather a constant admission that we need God's help. Keep knocking. God, I need your help. Please come to the door. (laughs) We need his help. So this is what I want you to know. That's what I want to say this morning. Keep praying no matter the waiting. Keep praying no matter the waiting. Keep praying no matter the waiting. You need healing in your body? Keep praying. I've been praying for a long time. Keep praying no matter the waiting. You praying for that son or daughter that has lost their way? Keep praying, no matter the waiting. And the father of this prodigal son was standing, watching from a long way off for the return of his son. We keep praying, no matter the waiting. Matthew seven eight says, "For everyone who seeks, everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one that knocks, the door will be opened." Everyone's saying, Oh, I just I need an open door. And some say, Well, where God doesn't open a door, he'll crack a window. That's not in the Bible, but I think I understand maybe what you're saying. Well, one who is persistent in prayer, doors open. Has someone ever knocked on your door long enough you finally opened it? Go away. Go away. What do you want? I feel like somehow that's how God answers me. He's like, Devin, be patient. Devin, be patient. I'm patient now. Devin, be patient. I'm patient now. Devin. Okay, what do you want? Does persistence move you? Have you ever ever been a, a supervisor or leader? Have you ever managed people and you see persistent people? And at first it might be a little annoying. Like, why are you so persistent? But over time, when it comes for promotion, when it comes when you need something, persistent people rise to the surface. Because their persistence has kind of produced this this strength in them that they don't give up. And you say, I need you. I want persistent people to rise to the surface at New Life Church. I want want New Life Church to be a persistent, earnestly seeking, God-centered, gospel-centered, mission-focused church That God will look down because God is looking for a church because there are lost people. He's wanting to send to churches somewhere and he's looking for persistence. He's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for people that will know how to love and compassionately care for and disciple his lost children. He's looking for homes for them. May we be that home. We're going to keep knocking. We're going to keep asking. We're going to keep seeking. 1 Corinthians says, Because of a great door, for effective work has opened to me and there are many who oppose me paul said and so i think asking seeking and knocking builds the faith that we need when there is opposition to your open door someone from our our prayer team mentioned this this morning when we were taking communion as a team this morning that it was after Jesus fasted 40 days that he experienced temptation. In this 21 day pursuit, you'll likely face some opposition. But I think the discipline of asking, seeking, knocking, asking, seeking, knocking builds up the faith that when opposition comes, you can say, But it is written in the Word of God. But it is written. And we have the strength to respond. And that way, asking, seeking, knocking, and the door will be open.